Hi there, beautiful soul. This is going to be a tough topic, a very controversial topic as well, as I talk about long COVID versus MECFS, and why I think that these two labels are the exact same thing. But I also want to go deeper than that. Um, and I also would like to already start to, to share some, some relief that people with MECFS don't have to worry to get long COVID because they already have it. And people with long COVID, for them, it's also good news because there's a lot of research out there for MECFS, things that I work with in my recovery program. So you're not new, you're not thrown by the gods, you're not in a desperate situation. Well, maybe you are, but it's not that desperate anymore because it's it's known territory, known territory for, for, for many of us and for the ones who have recovered. They can guide you and help you through this, this minefield of extreme symptoms, for extreme conditions, extreme situations, extreme pain, extreme fatigue. So I've said this before to someone that I don't think that long COVID exists because, well, that person of course took it differently because she said, yeah, I got COVID and now I'm sick. So it exists, so you're diminishing me. And imagine like when I got sick many years ago, um, I was just being diminished and bullied at, at the same time. So being bullying someone for not having that label is not at all what I want. And if the label gives you any form of comfort, then please hold on to it. I'm not the one to tell you to get rid of your beliefs and ideas in this situation. Because I think, you know, both MECFS and both FN long COVID are just labels. Labels that we, that can help us for a while until we're able to let go of them. For example, in the MECFS field, it is common, ex commonly accepted that you can't recover from the situation. Whereas I'm recovered right now. And many others that I, that I know have recovered. Some, some of them are completely uh, unknown. They never would like to make a video or put their face on the internet. And a lot of them are known and they are doing work to help the awareness that recovery is actually possible. So that recovery of long COVID, because I believe it's the same thing, is also possible. Now, for me in 2015, this started by taking a drug. And the drug is what I found out later, also known to uh, to help people who are traumatized to stir up their emotional wounds. The next day I got what was called a viral infection. But that was just a thought, of course, because there was no diagnostic tool to tell me that I have a viral infection. I just had symptoms, you know, like a, like a flu and then doctors assume and pretend, uh, pretend to, 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 to know lots of stuff about it. Give me the label of a viral infection. It will recover in two weeks, and if it doesn't, which it didn't, it only got worse, we can call it post-viral fatigue. But there are so many assumptions in that story that I, I don't really believe in that story anymore. The same is as well for the other story, the, the long COVID story. There is, of course, nowadays this diagnostic tool from which the, um, the inventor, Carrie Mullis, said from the very first time that you can't diagnose any virus with this. And she um, also said that if you use like 30, 40 cycling, 
then you can find anything in any in anywhere. So it becomes more of a political tool than if you would like to have the results, you can increase the the amount of, of cycling. It doesn't mean that spike proteins, what they were searching for, don't exist. I think these 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 very much exist. And if you, if you really look back to where this all comes from, it all comes from Louis Pasteur, who invented the microscope, or used work with the microscope, I don't really remember. And they found uh, bacteria that made people ill, which is a, a proven solid theory. But I also think that behind that is as well another aspect that would, scientists would dive into maybe in the coming years, hopefully. So the bacteria are there and they, 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 they sort of make you ill, right? That is a theory. But then a lot of times they didn't find any bacteria and the microscopes were not good enough to, to look deeply into these cells and what, what is going on there until they developed a much better microscope. And they found out that the cells of uh, humans who were sick, they were sort of having lots and lots of really tiny minuscule particles, what can be called RNA or proteins or whatever. Because they still had the assumption that the bacteria would make you ill, they also said this makes you ill, but it also found out that at the same time it was that material. But they immediately assumed that this was coming from outside of you. And it is going to, it was going to like sort of uh, like a parasite, but not really alive, but through you, it would uh, go through your body. That's sort of the virus story. But that is just the theory. Like it has never been proven. It has never been proven that a virus makes anyone sick. So these are assumptions. They might be right. They might be wrong. But if you would really like to go into really deep medical science, well, let's leave the word medical out of it. Deep science, what do you really know? These are all assumptions. And there are people who also worked on these, these, um, these things in the cells, uh, on these theories, and they came up with a completely different story, that the body actually makes this itself to get rid of some junk that is in your body. So that is a completely different story. And if we talk about it from that perspective, then this viral infection is actually a healing phase from something that was disturbing you that was before that. And if we're also looking at the complaints that are related to COVID, then we see a lot of lung troubles and lungs are related to fear according to, to uh, several holistic practices. And what I often found is that the people that get sick from the first sort of a viral thing and then the, uh, the MECFS or long COVID, they went through a period of survival, survival mode, and they could not really relax. And then they come in a point in their lives where everything are actually okay. Some people immediately, some people over like a course of six, seven months, maybe an abusive relationship ended or financial worries ended. And they were, they, they were able to breathe a little bit. And I think, well, now, now life can go on. Now life can, can be better. But instead, they got sick. And then they didn't really recover. And the fear that 
might be there is then projected on the situation because you don't have a clue what is going on with you. Doctors don't have a clue what is going on with you. They assume lots of stuff, and, but no one is really able to help you in medical science at all. So then the fear will remain a sort of resistance towards the situation and the symptoms, and that will cause more stress. And that will sort of lead you back to the old situation where you were living in survival mode. A chronic state of stress, what might be even worse than before. But if we can guide people through this phase to let go of all the old emotions and all the old fears and everything, because when you're in survival mode, your body doesn't really function that properly. Um, if we can guide them to have rest, accept the symptoms, uh, maybe eat better so that their body can have more energy for for healing then we can guide them into this healing phase that is for almost everyone the case guide them to release that the emotions of fear and you know all this stuff when you're in survival mode all these years it's like oh, the body doesn't really uh, clean itself it doesn't really digest the food it doesn't the, the sleep is not really good well, almost everything in your body is affected by being in survival mode. And then you can relax, then you get sick. Sometimes as well, people will be, they do the alignment recovery program or maybe they just do something that is a part of that, like affirmations, for example, I am safe, meditating, telling them those things. They think, oh my God, things got really bad because I did that for a month. And now I'm so extremely sick, or maybe that was the cause of my chronic fatigue syndrome. And, well, yeah, you did something to get out of survival mode. Your body was uh, breathing for a while, maybe that felt you, made you feel a little bit better. But then you started into the real healing phase, which is not easy, especially if you've been in survival mode for, for decades then you need time to, to heal. It's not something you do overnight. We have to be patient with this. And we can actually speed it up. But if you want to speed it up because you want to get back to your old life as soon as possible, then you already feel right. You can't go back because you wanted to heal. You said all those affirmations and you went, you, you got rid of a really difficult situation. So you can't go back. So the only way is through. And life on the other side is different than life before. Our in, in our current day and age, people don't really know what living is because all they know is survival. So getting out of the survival mode is something out of the comfort zone, not something easy. But then Lots of stuff comes up, and maybe as well, just the, the time. If uh, spiritually speaking, maybe something happens in the universe that goes, makes us go to a different phase. If you'd like to believe in those things, and maybe all the old fears come up, and we see that in society as well, all the fears comes up, and nothing sells better than fear. And medical science is not really that scientific. If more than two thirds of all the uh, research papers are not being published because it doesn't serve a financial interest. And if the question that is on the basis of um, 
of a research having already a financial motive or an assumption in it, then what is the science in there? Or is it just to make money? And fear sells. Fear sells as well people with chronic fatigue syndrome who are already living in fear about their body and don't know what is happening to them. And if you then use this phenomenon of people who are getting sick or getting into a healing phase with fatigue to make them scared of things like long COVID or COVID on itself, to make them take a medical product which has, of course, side effects. I mean, everything has side effects. And we don't really know the side effects. To prevent them from getting the same illness that they already have, I think that is, I think that is just mean. And people who are having long COVID, um, they don't want to be labeled with chronic fatigue syndrome because it sounds stupid. It sounds like you've made it up, right? So long COVID gives you some sort of a security that what you're going through is real. But either labels are obsolete, I think, are not really valid. And what you're going through is very real. And it is hard. And figuring things out on your own is extremely difficult. So I won't like to, I, I will never diminish what you're going through, but sometimes I have to diminish stuff that people are believing about it. Like, for example, today I've got a message that someone went to some sort of a holistic doctor and he told her that her mitochondrias are screwed for the rest of her life. I don't believe that either. That's just another fear story. And what do you have to do then? Take detoxes for the rest of your life? Be a customer? No. You are so much more powerful than you think. But you've never... People never really leave survival mode. So they don't really know who they are. Your body is so much stronger than you know. So if you leave the resistance towards yourself and who you really are and go on a journey to find out how powerful you actually are, then all of this will be one day behind you and your life would be much different you would be much calmer you feel much better and you're interested interested in different things in life and you can start to be who you really are for the first time in life you can leave the survival you behind you that's what i wish for people that's why i think recovery is so extremely beautiful and that's why i also don't want to sell panic and fear and I hope that this video helps you a little bit into not panicking about either conditions and that both people with ME-CFS and long COVID actually feel the good news that it is the same thing. Dan Neufer called it um, uh, ANS dysfunction because your body is like sort of in... Um, stress mode keeps keeps there it keeps being on which i also think is, is a good label but also not really the, the great label because what is the reason behind that and i think it is the body cleaning itself and from all the different bodies from the things that are no longer needed or maybe to recover you from extreme stress and let the body heal itself so although we call it mecfs Let's also call it a healing phase.
then in Germanic New uh, Medicine, they also um, tell they talk about all these um, stressors that that are suddenly, for example, uh, a breakup or something. That there is after that, you know, you have to they let you rest somewhere in a temple and meditate. Then you go, you're sort of like whew, breathing out, breathing in again, getting into a safe location. They call that the incubation time. And then after that, the healing time, the healing phase come. But because there is already such a knowledge about what healing phases represents uh, the healness of what shocks, people are so much calmer and they can go through it so much more easily. So let's call it a healing phase. And by knowing what happens with you, you can go through it more smoother without resistance without going back to the survival mode all the time and all these ups and downs and capricious ups and downs that there are i wish you all a beautiful recovery bye